Welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today we start Season 2. We finished Season 1 in the Top 10, number 3 on the Performing Arts Charts. Today, we're going to start with a voiceover artist named Renee Chambers. She has an internationally famous horse artist. This horse, with a paintbrush in his mouth, can paint paintings that currently sell for $800 to $2,000. It's going to be an amazing interview. But first, we're going to bring back Loriana Israelova. You might remember her from the last episode of Season 1, where we talked about her amazing acting career, where we talked about how she was a body double for Sofia Vergara. She did a spoof on Kim Kardashian. She has an outstanding modeling career, outstanding acting career, and she has a special innate ability to get called on a comedy sitcom or a TV series in general, and her acting is so amazing and so precise, they create a recurring part for her. It happened on Are We There Yet? with Terry Crews. She was scheduled just for one little quick bit and it turned into three episodes. So today we're going to talk about a CBS show called Limitless where the same thing. They called her on for one thing. She was so dynamic. They called her back for a recurring part and that is what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to give a quick update on Loriana. We're going to give her a call right now and she's going to take us through the process on exactly what happened, how she got the audition, how she created the part because it's currently playing everywhere. Amazon, iTunes, Google Play on Netflix right now. But let's give her a call and let's get an update from Loriana. And here we go. Hello. Hello, Loriana. It's Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Johnny? I'm doing amazing. I was just telling the audience how you had the number one show of season one that took us all the way up to number three on the Performing Arts chart. So thank you for that. Oh my God, that's so amazing. No, thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. This is so exciting. (laughs) I'm having you back because we ran out of time and we didn't get to talk about your recurring part on the CBS series called limitless and I was telling the audience how you had this special ability that when you get called on just for one part the producers love you so much they bring you back like on are we there yet with Terry Crews you went in for one thing and it it turned into three episodes why don't we talk about limitless and you tell us take us through the process on how you got the part and all about that Sure, absolutely. So Limitless was, once again, a small co-star role that I auditioned for. I seem to have a pattern, which is a good pattern to have, where they like the role, they like the character, and they decide to bring me back. And that's what happened on Limitless as well. Originally, this co-star was a dubbing co-star, which really means I had a line or two, and the uh, main character, who was Jake McDormand, he was saying the lines over my line, so which which means they would mute it, you know, in the series okay. as if he was telling the story. So it's called dubbing. My agent called me and he said, well, there's a role, but voice is not going to be on. However, you will get paid the same rate, which is a co-star rate. Would you be interested? And I was like, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ask me before. <laughs> so that's what happened. I came in and I did my part. Something actually I want to share about the audition. When I got to set, the director came up to me and he said, I want you to do exactly what you did at the audition room. And it was that thing, your eye, that you did. 
This is a very non-intentional thing that I did. I wasn't coming in prepared doing, oh, I'm going to go in and do that thing with an eye, which is like a roll. It was basically an eye roll of this. When I was saying the line, Andrea, who knows things, and she's very, you know, confident. You know, she's just one of those people, strong and powerful, and got her something on her mind all the time. It's just kind of that role that I did unintentionally, and the director comes up to me and we want you to do exactly the same. I was like, oh, okay. So that's what got me booked. It's little things that you learn uh, when you actually get the job. Stress so much going into an audition, prepare and do things, but it could be just a, a little thing like that. A long story short, <laughs> it's basically the uh, same thing happened with Limitless where they just called me back for the same episode. They were like, we'll give you some more lines and they gave me a good chunk of lines. They added basically to the end of the episode and that was a great part. Then later on, they decided to bring me back for the season finale, being that I was kind of trying to get hired for Jake McDormand's characters, basically be part of his team. Okay. Yeah, I was setting of an interview and we kind of figured if it was going to get picked up by CBS season two, we'll be back. And unfortunately, it didn't happen this time. CBS did not uh, renew the show. Right now, you can watch it on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it was it was a very exciting job. It's on Netflix currently right now. It is actually yes. I don't know if you know this show is based on feature film with Bradley Cooper. Mm. He was the main star in the movie, so he decided to executively co-produce this show, and he was uh, a recurring guest star on that show himself. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, oh, by the way, so my wife finally listened to your show. As she was listening to it, we were actually working, and she just kept saying, "Oh my god, oh my god, this this girl's amazing." Yeah, even at the end, she was just like, that was probably the best one that you've ever done in your 20 episodes. Wow, that means so much. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. What's your wife's name? It's Denise. Denise. Thank you so much, Denise. I think we had that connection from the very beginning of the interview where she was right about my name. And I was like, well, yeah, you got to listen to your wife always. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But, you know, I even went back and like listened to it again from an actor's point of view. You gave a lot of insight advice of that so if you guys haven't listened to uh loriana's interview you need to go back to episode 120 of season one and just listen to it because people are commenting people are downloading people are liking it people are sharing it i had a, a young actress lacey caroline and she just took off she beat everybody and then i interviewed some other child actors and they did pretty well but not as good as lacey caroline and then i interviewed some influencers who i just gave them a shot and they beat lacey caroline then i interviewed loriana and she has double of everybody. I, so I don't know what it is about you. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just very impressed. And I was going back through my notes and I know we had some audio issues. And I'm like, how did we not cover Limitless? You know, so that's why I wanted to call you back, get an update. Plus, you know, you did help me out quite a bit by pushing me up to number three. So I appreciate that from you. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I have to thank you. I mean, that just says that we both did something right. I think it was a collaborative effort. Your podcast is so great. It gives this platform to actors to promote themselves and also share our story with the world. And hopefully the purpose that I was in the show is hopefully educate young actors that are interested in pursuing the craft. Hopefully I can empower and inspire someone that's just starting out or in the same shoes that I am. Just keep on going and getting those dreams. (laughs) Training. Get trained. 
that was the main message of your podcast was you have to be trained and be ready or you're doing it all for nothing, really. Absolutely. And also, speaking of training, I continue to train. And this is a really great time for actors to really hone their skills and reboot because a lot of shows are currently on hiatus and everything starts to pick up back in what, June, July. So um, I am currently signed up for classes already. So it's going to be a very busy, intensive uh, couple of months for me just to kind of diving into the work that I was interested in doing. Like, for example, I am going to start a class with Terry Knickerbocker, who was my teacher back at William Esper Studio. He's so great. He just opened up his studio and it's in Brooklyn. I'm excited to take his master class. I've been meaning to do this for a long time. It's been a hot minute since I graduated. So I'm excited. It's going to be a great, great time. He's just one of the top coaches in New York. And it's just something about him. You just feel so refreshed back at the game and powerful. And I'm excited about that. Awesome. I appreciate the update. So if anyone uh, wanted to get a hold of you or more information, where would they go? I would say website. My website is a good source where we can connect. Basically, it gives you a direct access to all my social media platforms, including YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot me an email, DM via Instagram or however. I'm very active on Instagram, Twitter. So if you have a question, I'm always happy to give advice. Anything is welcome. If you just want to comment, if you just want to say hello, or if you listen to this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You just opened season two, the first episode, before we get on to the artist horse. All right. So, Loriana, thank you so much for being my very special intro guest of season two. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us today. And thank you so much, Janice. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me again. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's give it up for Loriana. She did it again. She went on Terry Crews' sitcom, Are We There Yet? She got called back. She went on Limitless. She got called back. She went on Actors 2020 podcast. And once again, she got called back. And she's also someone who practiced what she preaches. Remember, the lesson of her episode 120 of season one was training, training, training. And look what she's doing. She's going back and she's getting more training herself. She puts her money where her mouth is. Awesome. So once again, we want to thank Loriana for being our very special guest star today. I appreciate it. So now we're going to move on to Renee Chambers and her internationally famous horse. Let's give Renee a call and let's see what she has to offer you. And here we go. Yes, hello, Renee Chambers speaking. Yeah, hi, it's Johnny from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Very good. Thanks for the call. I've never interviewed a voiceover artist before, so hopefully you can add some insight to that today. Well, hopefully I'd love to. <laughs> but I guess we're going to talk about your horse international artist that actually sold paintings for 900 to $2,000 when most artists can't even sell their own artwork. So can we talk about your famous horse? Yes, that would be great. Choya Chambers. Choya. Choya, C-H-O-L-L-A. Okay. And that's what the cowboys named him when he was just born. And the Choya is one of the worst things that a cowboy can encounter in the desert beside a rattlesnake. Hmm. So his disposition, he was very intelligent and highly artistic, but I didn't find out till he was 19 years old. So how'd that come about? Were you painting and then he wanted to do what you were doing? or? Well, you know, I got him when I was... I I was a ballerina and I moved west and I opened a ballet school. Okay. And I just 
decided that now I live out west, I need to have a horse. So he was the first horse I own that I had ever owned. And when I met him, he was bucking and rearing. And I was able to tame him over the years. He was born from a Mustang stallion and a quarter horse mare. They bred them intentionally. Hmm. So he he was just gorgeous. And he comes from a long Spanish bloodline. He has the stripe down his back, the long black mane and tail. And then he has that um, dorsal striping on his legs, the horizontal zebra striping. And that depicts an ancient bloodline. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I'm looking at the pictures right now. They're very beautiful. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Yeah. So I would paint my white corral fences every year and he would follow me. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And he always had, he loved to hold things in his teeth. Literally, all I did was thumbtack a piece of paper to the fence and I got him a real artist brush, stroked the paper, held the brush out to him. He took it in his teeth and his painting career began. <laughs> I noticed some of his YouTube views have like a thousand views, 7,000 views, 9,000 views. One of his uh, YouTubes is 67,000 views right now. That's pretty awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, he's world famous. What I did was I entered him into a competition in New York City, and because I'm from New York, originally told the gallery that he was indeed a whore. They gave him an honorable mention because they really liked the piece that he did. I titled it Equine Erection. <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of what it is. If you look it up, it's what it is. Anyway, <laughs> he got the honorable mention in New York City in the Health Kitchen gallery called Art at Large. So then I entered him into a competition in Venice. Italy online competition, but this time I didn't say it was a horse. I just put his art into the competition under Choya Chambers. 1,700 human artists entered the competition, and he got fourth place. <laughs> That's pretty good. Based on his art alone, art critics, what they said about him is he did, I did lose my horse years ago. Oh. He lived to be 29. Wow. But what the critics would say that his strokes were so fearless, and there was no hesitation in his strokes because he didn't have any doubt that he was doing the right thing. So he just had clean strokes. Over the years, he learned how to use the tip of the brush and he would pull back. And when he learned how to flick the brush and make like batters onto the paper, that's all he wanted to do for like three weeks. He just wanted... <laughs> it was really great, really great experience, especially for the first horse I ever owned. And I think the reason he developed into an artist is because I acknowledged his intelligence and he was able to just flourish and bloom and, and become who he was. He became very famous. He's changed the world. He really has changed the way people perceive art. There's no competition you can enter him in against other horses. There are several animals that are painting, actually. Really? Like other animals besides horses? Oh, absolutely. There's a Pigasso. <laughs> Pigasso. Pigasso. There's a little pig. That's good. Now, when you sold the paintings, were they the original paintings or did they make copies of them and sell copies as well? Well, I don't sell it directly myself. I have art dealers that do that for me. I have sold several originals and I also sell the G-clays. Are you familiar with the term G-clay? Not at all. Go ahead and explain that for us. A G-clay is a fine art watercolor print. Hmm. These are numbered and documented. And what we do, we take a high-resolution photograph image of the original and then print it on watercolor paper with watercolor ink. 
So it's very much like the original. And then what I did, I had an embosser, an embossed tool, which was made from the silhouette of Choi's face. So I compressed that embosser on like a notary would do. And that's how I signed his art. That's awesome. Is it like unlimited or is there a certain amount that you print per piece? Most of his G-clays are limited to 250 prints per original. There are a couple of them that are up higher only because they have other contacts with charities and such. Uh, the one that I submitted to Italy, to Venice, Italy, is called the Big Red Buck. And that one is 1200 only because it's so popular. This is the one that got the award in Venice, Italy. And then the gallery in Venice, Italy, they knew I couldn't bring Choya because I couldn't even get that horse in a trailer, never mind airplane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fun. Anyway, she flew me to Venice, Italy, and I stayed there at the Hilton on the Geodeca, and it was fabulous. Fabulous. And she did a solo show for him, and that's Rosalba in um, Venice. She's a lovely art gallery owner. When I was in Venice, Italy, are you ready for this, Johnny? Yep. I was struck by lightning. What? I didn't get hurt because I was wearing the proper shoes. I was actually wearing Capizio dancing dance shoes, and they have a cork base, a rubber base. The lightning struck my umbrella, and then it just tributaried off the umbrella, hit me on the top of the head, and kept going. So I had an electrician explain it to me, and what he told me is what my shoes insulated me. So the electric shock of lightning did not ground through me. It just kept going. Wow. So it didn't hurt at all, or did did it, did it hurt? Yeah, it was like someone hit you on the head with a hammer. <laughs> wow. So you went to the ground, you stayed there for a little while, then you just got up by yourself? Yep. I was walking down the canal by myself. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, Johnny. I went to Venice, Italy for my horse's solo art show and got struck by lightning. You know, big deal. <laughs> No, no big deal. Not at all. Everybody does that. <laughs> Come on, everybody does that. <laughs> right. So as far as the acting business, what made you want to get into that entertainment business? Well, I, I guess, are you speaking of just the voiceover? Because I'm really, I'm really into the voice right now. Okay. When I was a child, I did Summer Stock Theater, Surflight Theater in Beach Haven, New Jersey. Do you know Long Beach Island? Okay, so it's on the East Coast. So I grew up on stage and theater, and I saw the casting couch, and, you know, that's a whole nother story too, huh, Johnny? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully that's not true anymore, and I don't believe it is true like it used to be. Just to end on that, um, I think that it's a much more positive place than it used to be, and I think mm -hmm. people have more integrity and belief in themselves that they're not going to let people manipulate them anymore, and I hope to think that. Well, you can't. There's cameras everywhere. You can't do it these days. Right, right. That's the difference. Right. Absolutely. That's the difference. Yeah. So, um, well, what happened was I did a documentary about my horse and Animal Planet picked it up. Awesome. And so I did the voiceover for that just because I could. I have a lot of acting experience and such. I've been on stage since I was three years old. I played Baby June and, you know, Amaryllis and Mary Poppins. I played Jane and Wendy and Peter Pan. You know, I did all that. So I had all the acting background. But So you're not interested in television or film? You're just interested strictly in voiceover work? Yeah. I'm really into the voice now because I, I don't know, I think I have a nice voice. I did that 
documentary for Animal Planet, and people were like, that was you? That was your voice? So it kind of started out there. I once had a horse named Choya, who was my one and only horse. I loved him with all of my heart and soul, and he me, you know, blah, 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 blah. So now I'm actually creating this little puppet thing with two little puppets, a little pink pig and a little cow. <laughs> How does that work? Well, you just the characters you're creating? Yes. You want to hear a little bit of it? Yes. Okay, so my name is Pinky the Pig, and I have a very good friend, and her name is Mildred the Cow, Mildred the Moo Cow, and um, I, Mildred and I are going to talk together. Okay, so Mildred, you know, I told you about that girl at school. Is she not very nice to me? Yes, I remember you told me. Well, she's still not being nice to me. Well, why do you think that is? What have you done to her to make her treat you that way? Well, nothing. I didn't do nothing. I mean, I didn't do anything. I don't think. I don't think I did anything to make her treat me like that. She mean to me. Why do you think she's mean? I don't know. I asked her. I said, why so mean to me? Why so mean to me? What was her reply? She said that, that I am the meanest spirit she's ever met. You and I both know that's not true. I know. It's not true. I'm very lovely pig. I'm very sweet-spirited piggy. I'm very lovely. I got to get it to Disney, huh, Johnny? <laughs> No, it's pretty. It's pretty good. So your tongue, your tongue twister. Could I play that for the audience? It's forty-three seconds. Oh please! All right. So listen to this. Betty Butter bought some butter. Butter, butter. It was bitter. Betty bought some better butter to make her bitter batter better. A skunk on a stump thought the stump stunk, but the stump thought the skunk stunk. I slid a sheet, a sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. A big black bug bled black blood. A big black bug bled black blood. A big black bug bled black blood. That's pretty good. So do you have an agent to do this? Do you get castings for this? Do you submit yourself? Like, how do you go about getting work? A lot of networking and, you know, I did take a little bit of training and, you know, and the main thing is just to purchase the top shelf equipment. You know, you can record it and get it out of the MP3 file and, and that way it can go anywhere in the world. And it's nice that you, you know, you give someone like me an opportunity to tell my story and that's really great. And then, as you know, you can't be afraid. You have to think big. I mean, you have to think big and don't be afraid. Take the fear out of it. And, you know, we all have to be patient in life, but certainly think big. Absolutely. Right. It's great when you're doing the voiceovers. You don't have to live in Hollywood. You don't have to live in New York. You can just live anywhere you want and do what you do. It is lovely. And you can wear your pajamas. And the nice thing is if you're doing something creative that enriches your spirit and your spirit is happy and you're giving to society in a positive manner, I mean, what more can you ask for? So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to hire you for some voiceover work, how would they get in contact with you? They can email me. That's voicerenee at charter.net. Charter, C-H-A-R-T-E-R. Voicerenee, R-E-N-E-E. Just one word, no dot in between, no underscore. 
Correct. Voice Renee at Charter.net. Awesome. Thanks, Johnny. And of course, you know, if they want to learn more about Choya and look at his art, he's all over the internet. All you have to put in is Choya or C-H-O-L-L-A. Right. You just type that in and you'll see page after page after page after page. He's pretty famous horse. Yeah, he's world famous. Uh, ChoyaChambers.com is his website where people purchase his art. Looking at his videos, it's really uplifting. And Oh, and did you find the song I wrote and recorded for him? Uh, I did. It's very nice. Very lovely. I had a horse named Choya, and he was my friend. He liked to follow. appreciate you being my very special guest star today. I really appreciate you allowing me to share your story. Well, I do too. I really enjoyed it. And I wish you all the best and happiness and God love. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for your time today. And thank you so much, Renee. Awesome. Thank you too, Johnny. Stay in touch, please. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information on Renee and her horse, just go to choyachambers.com. That's C-H-O-L-L-A chambers.com. And if you would like more information on Loriana, just go to L-O-R-I-N-N-A-I-Z-R-A-I-L-O-V-A dot com. So thank you, Renee, and thank you, Loriana, for being my two very special guest stars today. You two beautiful women were awesome. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called the lesson because life is a bitch gee really why don't you tell me something i don't already know 
Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so tight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice than any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or jump like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn, because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down, JK is gonna take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Cause they'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello, I'm cast in a pilot My life spun out of control just like an L.A. riot I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can The lesson Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle On the climb to the top, it's the same old games Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names Scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl But it was all worth it, I'm a box office straw Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch Not now, baby, but let's do lunch There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion You can be like me, enjoying fame and fortune Boom! That's the lesson Go and learn it It's the lesson Go and learn it It's the lesson Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode. Bye-bye.